0: this is a podcast from minute media
1: <laughs>
2: it would be a wolfstu eh I'm good. Good evening, Wolves fans. It's nice to have you back after what seems like two months, not two weeks since that Newcastle defeat. We're back with the match preview tonight, previewing Sunday's fixture away to Burnley. Tonight, I've got with me Rich and Kim. I'll come to you first. Kim, how was your Easter break?
1: Um, Quiet, actually. Um, one of those where I'm just suffering with hay fever at the moment, so I'm a bit like... Oh. Yeah, not, not ideal. And to be honest, I'm wasn't I haven't been raring to go f- back for football again. Um but I think as the days have gone on, I'm starting to get a little bit more optimistic about Sunday. Not too optimistic, still not fully there, but I think by Sunday nine AM on the train, I think, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. So fingers crossed.
2: <laughs> it was great that Jesus for like, I didn't make his return at Easter, wasn't it, Rich? I saw you uh been sort of easter hunting
0: with the daughter how how was your easter break rich um yeah it was very easter egg hunt heavy um I, i one thing for any parents i know um uh i was gonna say posh tom in the fan cast has got a little one now he'll learn this in a couple of years time you don't do one easter egg hunt you do about an hour's worth of easter egg hunts and i'd love to say it doesn't get boring but it does um so like Kim, I was, yeah, I was, I was feeling a bit detached from a lot of the football in the last week, even though there were some great games on at the weekend over the um, Easter bank holiday. But it's only been like the last like 10 minutes speaking to you guys again, but I started to feel that buzz again. And I've started to get that hope and optimism that you get from being a football fan. And I know it's all going to come crashing down again at 4pm Sunday. That Newcastle defeat really
2: ruined the whole pre-holiday vibe, didn't it? I mean that defeat was tough to take, wasn't it, Kim?
1: Yeah, I think it was just it was just the overall performance, as well, wasn't it? It was just like the whole team were just meh, just so under par, so average with all those players that we had out like Neves, Raul, Pudence, it really showed and I think we really struggled. Like I think the whole team really struggled actually. Um And I think we almost, I feel like we needed that break. Like, I feel not just the players, I feel like the fans needed to just, like, calm down, reset. And then, obviously, I think Burnley's probably not the ideal, Burnley away anyway, it's not the ideal game to come back to. But I'd like to think that they're refreshed and, and ready to go. um Especially, you'd like to think that some of the players could be coming back now. Pedence, Raul... Probably not Neves, not sure, not sure about Neves. Um, but, yeah, it was disappointing on, on the whole and really because Newcastle, obviously they're on a good run of form, but I don't think, they haven't really got anything to play for where you'd like to think that our players should be in the mindset that, you know, we have got something to play for and they should want to get into Europe, but it didn't feel like that. It did feel like we kind of just, yeah, rolled over,
2: to be honest. Game week 34 arrives uh, tomorrow night. Burnley are playing Southampton. Uh, currently, they're leading 1-0 at the time of recording, which is a, a big boost for their task at avoiding relegation. Three of the big matches this weekend, which will have a big impact on Wolves. 12.30 on Saturday, Arsenal at home to Man United. Uh, Three o'clock, Leicester at home to Aston Villa. Uh, and then Sunday, same time as Wolves, Chelsea at home to West Ham, which is the the game that you most, uh, wh- Which where is your eyes most peeled to on uh, this weekend, Rich?
0: Um, the Arsenal Man U games appealing from a neutral perspective, you know, seeing how well they do in terms of Wolves, um, I guess European hopes aside, just because of, you know, the, the embarrassment you, um, Man, Man United had um, against Liverpool. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how they come out. Um, but I think with Chelsea-West Ham one, again, for similar reasons of for Man United um, defeat, you know, Chelsea keeled over uh, that last night against Arsenal. And West Ham, although, yeah, they've got the European games, which we'll touch on to in a bit in terms of um, business end of the seat, business end fixtures that they'll be they'll be after this one and they'll D- David Moyes has got like a funny knack of sensing a bit of weakness in teams and you know really putting a nail in the coffin if they're if they're showing a bit of weakness so yeah even though my eyes are going to be firmly fixed on the Burnley game I'm 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 keen to see what happens in Chelsea West ham as well at the same time. Kim, was you, like myself last night, disappointed that Arsenal picked up three points at Chelsea?
1: Yeah, I was a bit... I was so convinced that with Arsenal's form in the last two, I thought there's no way that Chelsea won't win this. Then, starting to watch the game, I was like, Chelsea just aren't in this. From the start, I just thought this isn't going to go well. I think they had a few defenders that were out. Rudiger was out. And they just looked all over the place defensively. Um, I think... It was disappointing. But I think on reflection, I think the two teams that we need to like slip up, are uh, Man United and West Ham, I think realistically, they're, they're the two teams that, that we really need them to drop points this weekend. And you like to think that Chelsea, after losing against Arsenal, they're going to want to put it right against West Ham. Um, and obviously Man United just look absolutely horrendous but at the same time you wouldn't be surprised it would just be typical wouldn't it for Man United then to beat Arsenal this weekend so I think the main thing is we've just got to make sure that we get the win um and although it's difficult to not look at other results like we know what could could happen all the teams could slip up and then we probably will slip up as well so yeah it's one of those
2: Sunday, we were away to Burnley, two o'clock. The last time we uh, faced up against Burnley was, well, it was a forgettable nil nil draw at home, wasn't it? Rich, it was a, a, a stereotypical Adama Traore fixture where he had everything but effectiveness. He was entertaining, frustrating, lively, quiet. He was. If we were still playing there, we wouldn't have won that
0: game, would we? No, I um... <laughs> We could have played that, yeah, you're right, we could have played that game three times over and it still would have been nil-nil. Um, you know, very reminiscent of, I guess, previous fixtures we've had against Burnley where we can't quite figure out how to beat them or how to really open them up. And uh, I was looking back at um, that game and you're right about Tri it Almost sort of summed up his Wolves' career in an upsell, or his season, definitely this year, but he was the only one who looked like creating something but he was the only one who was missing his chance and really not having that output and it kind of really summed up what, what he was all about unfortunately um, you say I think it's going to be interesting to sort of see how how things have changed a few months on especially if you know um, Jimenez is back and Podence is back as well to hopefully you know uh, unlock a let, let's be honest a not great Burnley side
2: it's amazing the dynamic um, since Bruno's come in. When you look at those stats there, Wolves finished that game with 66% possession of the mm. actual match. I mean, it just shows how, how much of a park the buzz, stink the game at Burnley play that, that night, wasn't it, Kim?
1: Yeah, I think even if you just look to the game on Sunday, despite obviously Sean Dyche leaving, I can't imagine there will be any change-up in style of play. Now, I've just looked at the line at night, and they're still 4-4-2. You know, it's just like a standard four four two that you'd expect from Burnley. Two physical strikers in Veghorst and Rodriguez. Got a bit of flair with Max El- Maxwell eh? Um But the rest is it's just a bit average, isn't it? But mm. we know what will happen, you know. And as they're not just do it to Wolves, they do it to a lot of teams. They, they are strong at home. Um, So I think we've really got to be on our game. And, you know, really, I think uh, boss the midfield, which I don't believe that Neves is going to be fit, he's out, isn't he? But just by judging by the pictures on um, Instagram, I don't know why it's just given me a little bit of hope that he might suddenly be back before the end of the season. But, yeah, I think we really need a strong centre midfield to really control the game and really almost just get in, behind their defence as well. We really need to use our pace, I think, to our advantage.
2: Some of my memories from that home fixture against Burnley was, you mentioned him a moment ago, uh, Kim, Maxwell Cornet. He may mm-hmm. have been one of the worst players I've seen in the flesh for a good few years that night, but definitely danger, is he? Mm.
1: Well, he, he, he can be. He's scored some good goals. I think he's been out injured, hasn't he, for the last... He's only just come back. Um, but when he first started at Burnley, from an FPL perspective, he was tearing it up. Yeah. And he did have some good finishes. But I think, didn't he start as a left back?
0: Yeah, so he, he played left. Back, yeah, he, he was a left back. He's essentially been converted into a winger slash left
1: winger forward, stride. essentially. Almost yeah. like Stephen Ward-esque, isn't it, really?
2: You mentioned Stephen Ward there and that, that Burnley lineup, like you mentioned, uh, Kim. It reminds me of Wolves when we got relegated under Terry Connor. that a lot of that team is championship standard, isn't it? You've got a lot of players like Tarkovsky who's yeah. obviously been trying to manoeuvre a, a, a move from the club. Obviously, he's going to run down his contract. Um, Maxwell Corney you'd think him and Dwight McNeil will have suitors come the, the summer transfer window. But, Apart from Nick Pope, then the rest is pretty much championship standard, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And
1: you could imagine that if they did were to go down and pretty much sold one to two players, I wouldn't be convinced that that team would even finish in the top two of the championship. Like, I think it's that basic and that mediocre that, as you say, I think maybe Tarskowski will go on a free to a Premier League team. Obviously, Pope's a decent goalie, but a Putt and Cornet probably. But the rest of them, yeah, like Jay Rodriguez, he feels like he's been around for ages, and no doubt he'll probably score against us, ex-Albion and all that. But yeah, on paper there shouldn't be much to be worried about. But we just, I just as a Wolves fan, you know how this all this goes.
0: Yeah, I was going to say even worse. It's it's one thing look at the starting lineup, but it's look at the bench as well. You know, like Hen- Hennessy, obviously he's a backup goalkeeper, but the likes of, you know, if you if you've still got Phil Bardsley knocking around your team in 2022, that's not really a great sign, is it? You know, there's a couple of slightly washed up players in that lineup, and they've. It, 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 I completely buy into what you're saying, Dan. It feels like Wolves of a few years ago, where there's just been not enough rejuvenation in that team over a period of time. Like, it feels like that. I know it's not, but that's like the same team that Burnley got promoted with. In my head, Mm. like it's not like all of those players have like dramatically increased the quality. So like Stephen Ward, um, got promoted with them way back when, what four or five years ago. (laughs) Charlie Taylor's probably not a significant improvement on where Stephen Ward was at that point if you know what I mean. So, like, apart from maybe, you say, like, Cornes definitely, like, seems to be a bit of a step up from, you know, Aaron Lennon, who's, you know, slightly past it now. But they, there's not been remarkable improvements to that team in a long time.
1: And, to be fair, it'll be interesting to see the direction they're going to head in with a new manager at the end of the season. Because if they stay up, it's like, what direction are they heading Like, with that team, they almost need a, I don't know, a championship-esque Tony Pulis type manager to try and just eke every little inch of blood, sweat and tears out of them. Whereas maybe they're just hoping that they stay up and then can almost rejuvenate their team, maybe. I can see that's that's what they're looking to do, that they're hoping to rejuvenate and maybe motivate the players, which is clearly happening at the moment now. Dyche has left because I think they're going to win probably two in a row. But then it's like, then what happens? It's like, are they going to change completely change their style? Or like, are they just going to carry on buying the same sort of championship mid lower, the odd decent gem bring in? Or yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Not that I'm that too interested. It's Burnley, but <laughs> yeah, it will be slightly
0: interesting. It's sc- I'll tell you, it screams of it screams of Stoke the year they got relegated. Like that, that, that team and this one—you you look at them on paper and you go—you look at the quality. There's knocking about the championship, and they'd run rings round them if they're not. I very you AK. look at that Burnley squad compared to the Stoke one. Is Burnley haven't got the sort of what I'd suspect
2: big wage is that Stoke has? Yeah, yeah. And there isn't really players that that strike me that. Oh, if the keep hold of him, the keep hold of him, they'll they'll easily come straight back up, like Kim mentioned. Hmm. I agree. But, um, Scott. That, They've had some bombing managers linked to their, they taking over the next, um, you know, run of the team. I think Gennaro Gattuso was one, um, and our favourite Nuno was actually in the running at one point, but I couldn't see Nuno going there. Could you? No,
0: not not without some healthy investment.
1: He must be desperate if he took that job.
0: Yeah, there's uh, form he guide. Has. Form
2: got going into the game. We've won three of our last five. Burnley have won one, drawn one of their last five before tonight, where they're leading 1-0 at home to Southampton. Like we mentioned earlier, if if we are going to make a serious go at this, trying to book a place in Europe this season, whether it's the Conference League or Europa League, we've got to win Sunday, haven't we?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, we were chatting about it before the show. Um when you look at Wolves' last six games, in fact, we've got Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool. They're going to be really tough to get any points out. So our remaining three games, we need maximum points for it to have any chance of of finishing 7th and or above. Um, so it, 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 let's be honest, it's a must-win for Wolves on Saturday if we have any hopes of finishing 7th.
2: Let's have a look at our lineup there. Obviously, from the, the team that faced Newcastle last time, uh, Luke Kundalini started in midfield with Jean Martino with a front three of Trinkev, Silva and Huang. I think at least four out of those five could easily be swapped come Sunday, couldn't they, Kim?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because despite Fabio, obviously, he didn't have a greatest game against Newcastle. The game before we, he was immense, although again, he doesn't didn't score, and that's what you've got to start to look at, you know, he hasn't scored this season, albeit he hasn't had loads of opportunities, but I can't imagine, I can't, I don't think he's done quite enough to merit a start on Sunday, unless for some unknown reason, I can't imagine this happening, that um, Bruno decides to start with Raul and um, um, silver up top, but I can't imagine that will happen. I'd imagine it'll be probably, Hwang Hee Chan will probably come out for Pedence, um with Raul in. I'd actually probably start Neto, but I'm not sure in terms of fitness if he's ready to start a game yet. Um, and then I'd imagine Dendonka will come back in for Kundal. Um, who else? I think... You like I'd like to think that Ain't Norrie would probably start over Marcel, maybe, or switch Johnny to the left back and then maybe bring in Maybe it needs that extra bit of um attacking threat because I think the full backs are gonna be really vital that we need to really push them on to sort of pin Burnley back. So I think full backs and centre midfield area we really need to make sure we take a grip of the game. So yeah, I think I think um, I'd go Johnny and Sameda in terms of full-backs. Keep centre-backs as they are. Um, bring in dendonker and then Fabio Silva, Raul and probably Neto, but I would imagine probably Trincao will start.
2: What about you, Rich? I did read on a Facebook group yesterday. I'm not sure if there's any truth in this, but apparently Max Kilman went over on his ankle during the open training session yesterday yeah, I and wasn't well. able yeah. to finish the session. So if if max was out who's coming in for you uh defensively Sace or so has been sort of uh in
0: the media saying that he wants to get back in the side you'd imagine yeah,
1: you it's going to be safe
0: yeah I can, I can see it being safe and just going for that experience pro but yeah seeing, seeing um toti kind of pop up i think was interesting in terms of you know he doesn't want to just go on the lone conveyor belt or whatever I'd be half tempted to go for a midfield three, just because time and time again we have been dominated and struggled against Burnley um, in the midfield and having those extra bodies.
1: If we um, get dominated by Burnley though in centre midfield with Jack Cork and Brownhill, even
0: it's happened with before. two, I know it it, it. it shouldn't happen, should it? um which is my 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 worry i i think if Dendonka's fit and fully fit i I'd, i I'd, I'd, i think he'll probably go for the 343 just so we actually have a midfielder on the bench um say the same as we did against villa and new well didn't when they were doing it against newcastle but just in case something happens to one of them um i think he'll probably start Raoul. um and I think I am sort of, and, and, and if Podence is fit, you've got to stop Podence because I don't we, we don't create if Podence doesn't play. So yeah, I'd probably go for the front three of um whoever I just said. Uh we'll get we'll go Trinkau, Jimenez and um Podence up front. Um and I definitely agree with Kim. Bring in Samado. He's a you know, he's that driving force, down the wing for us, and at the same time Johnny's done nothing to l- lose his spot. Um, but I think he'd give us something interesting on that left side um, and slightly different dimension to Marcel against a team like Burnley.
1: Well, I don't think he'll go for three midfield because I think the only option then we've got is to play Kundal again. And I think, although he didn't do horrendously bad against Newcastle, um, I don't think he did enough to keep his place necessarily. So I can't imagine... It may be if we had Martinio, Neves and Dendonka, all three available, then I could see him doing that. But I think, to be honest, I think it'll be Martinio and Dendonka in centre midfield.
2: Yeah. It, it's, oh, I totally agree with what you just said in regards to Poland If Poland is fit, he's got to start, hasn't he? But I'm sort of edging towards the desire of having three in midfield on Sunday. If they're going 4-4-2, I think we just need to make the most of our, our wing-backs getting forward. But I want wing-backs who are going to put the Going to put balls in the box. That's where I think Ryan At Nori needs to start on, on Sunday with with, with somado back at right wing back. I think if we can get um, delivery into the box to Silver and Raul for the majority of the game, I, I think we'll have enough for them to at least outscore in regards of having to keep a clean sheet. Just, I think
1: we all agree that Marcel shouldn't be starting. We need back and forth yeah.
2: Back. I just I don't want to be disparaging to Marcel because I don't think he's done anything in done anything no. wrong in recent games. I just I just prefer Aitnori's intent and ambition for just wanting to get forward a lot more.
1: And I don't think I don't think Marcel is loads better defensively than Aitnori either. I don't I think he's slightly better, but I think with the attacking output that Marcel gives, apart from that one ball that he put in where Villa, um. Is it Ming scored a score? Quit? In, in, in his own net. Young. Yeah. Young, yes. Um, I, he doesn't really bring a lot to the table. Whereas, to be fair, although Johnny traditionally hasn't, at least he's popped up with some goals and gets in the box. And obviously we know about Aitnori and Samedo. So I'm not too bothered as long as Marcel doesn't start. Because, again, and I don't like his positioning either. He's not the best at man marking, should we say.
2: So... Looking at the season stats between the two sides at the moment, if only we'd have got this, you know, at least just half of what Burnley have drew this season, instead of the the thirteen yeah. games that we've lost. I mean, we've only lost one game less than Burnley all season. And we were in a relegation bowl. The our lack of just getting draws in in certain games. When I mean, you look at the the Arsenal, the two Arsenal games and the West Ham away game, all three of them should have been a draw. I mean, the way we capitulated against. Um, Arsenal away was massively disappointed and the reason why we're eighth now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, the boom or bust of Wolves this season. It's it's kind of the reason we're in the position we're in. In the fact that actually it, it's always better to you know win one and lose one than it is to draw two. Um, however, just a couple of those losses, particularly against the teams who we'd you know, we probably should have beaten Spurs in the home fixture and we lost.
2: Yeah, you look and, at the, the, the first three fixtures of the, the season, like, Yeah, like all, all those should have been draws at minimum, shouldn't they?
0: Yeah, you look back on it and that's, you know, three points. A, three points that Wolves could have got extra, but it's also three points across teams who we're kind of half competing against as well. And, you know, when we look back at the season as a whole, I think those three at the start of the season are probably the, the biggest alarm bells, but it's like it it kind of, I think, highlights the lack of resilience Wolves can sometimes have if they score but then concede, um, which isn't something we've been really used to because under Nuno, we were, that, you know, that was something we were really strong on in terms of if when we went ahead, we had really strong game management and we didn't tend to, you know, lose games after going ahead. Whereas I think this year we've we've dropped a decent amount of points from, you know, winning positions. I think one of the positives from this
2: season on top of our 11 clean sheets is our, 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 our away record is quite impressive, isn't it, Kim? Mm.
1: Yeah. And you always feel like, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just the pressure of playing at home that we often always putting performances that are better and we just feel like we're almost set up better to be sort of a an away attacking team. I think at home, I don't know if it's just the expectation levels, especially when you're playing your Brightons, your Norwiches, your Burnleys, it's just like we just turn up expecting to win, even though as Wolves fans you should know that these games aren't easy. And these teams, they're not awful, albeit a few of them are, like Watford's fair enough. But teams like Brighton, I don't feel like a lot of Wolves fans have like even ever watched these teams because we should never think that in any game, any Premier League game, we can just turn up and and roll over. So maybe it's to do with... with well, I think that's a big factor anyway. I don't know what you guys
0: think. What about you, Rich? Um... <sighs> I think it's tricky um, in terms of kind of home fixtures. And I think we've said before, sometimes it doesn't feel like we get up for games uh, when it's like a Saturday three o'clock or whatever, or, you know, it's not one of those marquee games for reasons. I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, you know, if it's the age old adage that wolves are not great at breaking down a defensive team, but find me a, Find me a half decent team who is. That's that's why you're in that position. Um I think we just need to be that bit more clinical and be a bit more adventurous when we're at home. Like, you know, that's that's been a bit of a sticking point for me that, you know, sometimes, you know, it's been that we've played Marseille or it's not kind of what we've not quite found that rhythm where it was f- away from home we are a bit more efficient in our chances and getting those victories where it's like, oh, we've got we've, you know, got a two-one victory and we've ground it out. And either we can't seem to replicate that at home and grind out a game, or we can't really put a team to the sword consistently like we did against um you know, like we did against Watford or even against Everton when, you know, we dominated the first half. But we can't seem to do that for You know, 12 home games a season or whatever we kind of need it to be. So,
2: with Game Week 34, forget Burnley and Wolves. um, Just pick me three teams this weekend who are going to pick up three points, Kim.
1: Put me on the spot now, aren't you? Uh, Well, Man City, Liverpool goes without saying. I think both of them will slip up. And we shall go Ooh. shall we say wolves to be positive? I'll go wolves, but I also think that Chelsea will beat West Ham. That's for I'll
2: I'll come to you for your Fair. wolves score prediction in a bit, but what about three teams for you, Rich? Are you going with Man City and Liverpool as well?
0: I'm gonna go Man City. I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't. I'm. I've got a feeling the Liverpool game might be a draw for uh, reasons unknown. Um, I'll go. I'll go Man City, uh, Brighton, because they seem to, i kind of pick up wins on a regular enough basis, and Southampton losing at the moment. And yeah, I'll go Wolves as well. I think liverpool i'm gonna go disagree just
2: slightly on that i think liverpool i'm gonna absolutely tank everton this weekend <laughs> um man city watford i think man city will turn over watford i think and this goes to my a point that i made at work earlier i think leicester will be um aston villa on saturday and what i said off there i still don't think aston villa are safe from relegation this season i haven't got the, the bottom half the league table which is quite poor of me but Burnley winning tonight, v- Villa are still not safe. Neither are Leeds. But I think Villa could still get dragged into this. And I think it would make it even more enter- entertaining, which Sky would love on the last game of the season. That Liverpool are at home to Wolves. Man City have got Villa last game of the season. It, having some sort of Steven Gerrard blockbuster um, description of n- him needing to like get a point to stay up and Man City to win the league. To, or Liverpool to win the league. It's it's got entertainment really all over, and I think if Sky can pull some strings, I still think
0: Villa aren't safe. Well, one of the things we were saying is that Burnley in their last um, six remaining games, apart from today, that they play Villa twice. They, they've essentially got a double header against them as well as Newcastle. Um, so, there's a big chance Burnley could you know, quite literally get a relegation six-pointer against Villa. It's just whether, you know, they can, you know, Leeds can slide, you know, can Aston Villa slide back behind three other teams at this point in the season? Because the issue is, as you say, it's like as tight, you know, for Wolves to be able to get up into sixth, it's almost the same kind of levels as Villa to get relegated. I think if you look issue. at Villa
2: recently, I just think a lot of their players seem to already be on the beach.
1: And defensively,
0: they're horrendous. because they're not, very, they're not a very good football team, horrendous. and they're not very good rich, <laughs> um, Yeah, I agree. Would, like,
1: you would you lot take a Leicester win to drag Villa into it this um, uh, after this weekend, even though Leicester are now going to be creeping up on us?
0: Just because yeah, I don't think it think... will creep up on us. I'll, no, I'll, I'll yeah, take you know, my chances. I'll take my I'll take chances. I'll take
2: our chances. Leicester could still free rescue finish above us. I don't really want to get into that mentality where we should be looking over our shoulder, we should be looking at the teams above us at the moment. But with the three games, Burnley, Brighton, and Norwich, if we can't get nine points from them, then we don't we really deserve to finish in Europe, do we? That's that's the be all and yeah. end all of it for me. And uh that's why I'll gladly accept um, Villa getting tanked on Saturday and hopefully them starting to get a bit nervous and jittery come the end of the season. Uh, Burnley have just gone 2-0 up uh, home to Southampton. Uh, Collins uh, with a goal scorer. It's a big game uh, for Burnley as much as us on Sunday because they really need the points, I think. I read a tweet, I'm not sure how sort of, uh, what's the word, in-depth knowledge of uh, sort of celebrity relationships, but someone did make the tweet that it's absolutely uh mad for ASAP Rocky to cheat on Rihanna,
0: but it's in more insane to sack Sean Dodge. <laughs> I thought we were gonna go down a Johnny uh Johnny her um path for a second. I was kind of gonna to have to stop calling the fan cast lawyers. But it was I haven't s- got a split finger on that pulse. <laughs> <laughs> let's not uh let's not shit the bed on this occasion and move on with the show um yeah it, it, it was very odd timing it felt like to get rid of daish because it's like well if you're gonna get rid of him now you could have got rid of him in december and given a manager at least a transfer window you know it was almost it's really
1: so far they're, they're getting results now
0: yeah i mean so uh, you can only kind of conclude from, you know, them winning at the moment. Uh, think, and, and the previous game, that clearly there'd been an absolute breakdown with between the players and and the manager. Like, you know, not, not to kind of, I guess, cast aspersions, but the fact that they seem to be happier and playing better now than they had done three weeks ago sort of sums it up, really, um, which is a bit of a shame considering, I guess, how... High Sean Dyche's stock has been in the last couple of years, and it seems to, you know, I don't quite know where he'll go next after this.
2: Stoke, yeah,
0: stoke. <laughs> he's Blues. got
2: stoke written all over him. I can't yeah. think who else is a more Brexit team than Burnley, West Brom. Nah, it's too big for West Brom. They, they're having Alan Buckley manager sooner rather than later. They're they're going. They're gonna. Their local rivals soon will be Warsaw. that's how bad that team are. And I
0: will bloody love it. I was gonna say. I, I...
1: I just love that banner. I just absolutely love that banner.
0: Okay. Yeah. You you were you were professionally offended by that banner, Kim.
1: Oh my god! How many messages do you want on a banner? And how many exclamation marks do you want on a banner? And the little text, like people can read it.
2: You, you can't knock them. They've put some money together. They've obviously subcontracted like all the grammar and punctuation out because, I mean, from a design point of view, it had everything that a fan wanted to say, but there was just too much going on, wasn't there? Just Why don't you just have a yeah. message? Like, you've
1: let us down again.
2: Yeah, on a bed sheet, on a bed that. sheet. Yeah.
0: yeah. In black permanent marker. Do you prefer, yeah. when it comes to protest banners like this, do you prefer them if they're on a bedsheet and they're hand-done or if they've put, I was going to say, a bit of money behind it and gone professional? Nah,
1: bedsheet.
0: Bedsheet all day. Because at after. least yeah. you can get one yeah. key
1: message. They've clearly put quite a lot of money and branding into that, but they haven't got anyone who has some kind yeah. of brain some, with, like... Just someone's like, been on...
0: Someone, look, someone's downloaded Canva... And they've given it a go and have just tried to work it out. Problem is, I I agree with you because basically on the finance principle that they've put way too much effort into some of this really crap. With the bed sheet, though, I always think what if someone walks in the room while you're doing it? You know, you like haven't even like, like fully finished your centre. You know, you're, you you've got, you've got the sharpies out and you you know you you're going round trying you know west brom forever or whatever it's like love what are you doing it's time to go to bed i need to finish my banner for the weekend you know it's let, let's be honest the sort
2: of the sort of men that would do a <laughs> uh, a, a bed sheet protest probably haven't got to tell it's time for bed <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> little johnny can't go to sleep because dad's you know it's yeah it, it, it's wonderfully tim pot um banners and uh, you know i feel that we could probably dedicate a whole show if we needed to but i think walls have peaked with the, you've let us down again i don't think it can get better than that because yeah. as kim would say it's on brand it's it's just perfect you sum up everything
1: and that wasn't even on brand though was it because it didn't have it was just a white bed sheet but it was like one message and it was effective whereas that is just maybe on brand but hundreds of messages going on no
2: the thing that tickles me still the most about the you've you've let us down again protest is the fact that you went to the playoff match with that bench. Ready, <laughs> ready, ready.
0: just in case <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't knock the pessimism of Wolves fans. It's a you know, great right? Maybe
1: that's what we should do. Well maybe that is what I'm gonna do now when I'm off this podcast, ready for Burnley. Basically recreate that and say you've let us down again, ready for Sunday.
0: Stu's oh. already got it repaired. Oh, that's honest. honestly,
2: Kim. If you do that, that can be the uh, the cover picture on, the, on our Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm <laughs> gonna I was going to fast shop your myself. head on that bloke later.
1: No, I couldn't do that to myself. No, that's negative, isn't it? It's too negative.
2: Thanks okay, to everyone me. who's tuning in tonight. Um, seven fans from Brazil have just commented. If uh, Just drop us a quick light in the bottom left. It's free. We'll enjoy it and you're giving yourself exercise, burning off calories by clicking that like button, and subscribe while you're there if you're not already. Um, Akash Damadoran, hope I get pronounced that right, has asked, good evening, lads. Kim's a lad, to be fair. Any chance Pedro Neto starts against Burnley? Because none of us mentioned yeah, was, him earlier.
1: I did say mm. I would start him, but I don't know his fitness levels like Bruno does. So if, if he's a fully fat, fit Pedro Neto starts alongside Pedence and Raul. I don't think there's any question that that's our best three. Um but I don't probably think he will again. I think he'll plan to come on with sort of twenty minutes to go again, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I same to... Yeah, my heart would love him to start. Um I almost just think he just needs to sit out the rest of the season having twenty minutes, half an hour here and there off the bench and he gets a full preseason under his belt. Just <laughs> for his own benefit to be honest because i don't see the point let's just try rushing back because we've still got enough players who can play his position but it's not so much of a come down for me um especially as you know his match fitness isn't 100 i'd rather we you know get give him a little bit to keep himself ticking over between now and end of may and then he gets a proper free season under his belt and he can you know show everyone what he's truly about next year.
2: Alex Fredlakes commented saying he's just placed a like from the US. Howdy, Alex. Thanks for the like. Hope you're enjoying the show. Be sure to join us again. Let's do a quick score prediction. I'll come to you first, Rich. Burnley Wolves, 2
0: o'clock on Sunday. Score prediction. I'm going to go for an optimistic 2-1 Wolves win.
2: Uh, Seven, the Brazil fan has predicted 3-0 uh, Wolves. That would be lovely. Be a beard, lovely, lovely away day. Wouldn't that be, Kim? What's your score prediction?
1: I don't think it's going to be that easy, to be honest. I am going to go 1-0 with a willy-bolly header from a corner. I think it'll be that tight. I think it'll be that close.
2: Literally that close. I'm going to go... With a one-nil Wolves win as well, I'm I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. I'm hoping for a one-nil Wolves win. I believe it's going to be a one-nil Wolves win, and then hopefully we can push on to at least nick a seventh place finish this season. Because I don't care whether it's Barcelona or Partizan Belgrade on a Thursday night. Because Barcelona I'm just no one wants to go to Barcelona. We've, we've already been to Barcelona. We did that for Espanyol. We want to go somewhere different. So hopefully we'll win one nil on Sunday. Um, Akash, you don't need to apologise to Kim. She fully well knows that she's a proper... She's, she's probably the biggest lad in the group. Lads,
1: lads, lads. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Lads, lads. lads. Guys, uh, we're going to have ourselves a quick quiz section before closing the show. And obviously, as always, this quiz round is sponsored by... Pixel Yeti Media, be sure to look at them for all your web design, marketing, and branding needs. And thanks to Pixel Yeti Media for continuing to look after us. It's been a long-term sponsor, and we couldn't do it without you. This week's first question is a guest to play around. So for the audio listeners, as I keep saying, try and watch us on YouTube every now and again. Name this player, and I'll come to you first, Rich. Actually. Before you give me your answers, I've both taken a look. So you're looking at. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to try and give the position away then. So obviously, we've got a Wolves player from the uh, 2014 15 14, season. 2015 season, yeah. yeah. What else sponsor? He's actually got a um, base layer shirt on there, like Stu wears
0: to bed every night. Now, I've got a couple of players. That I'm knocking about. I'm not going to go with my first guess because I think he's a bit bulkier than what I, the first place. I'm going to go for Steers. Richard Steerman? Yeah. Kim, do you want to have a guess?
1: Mine is, I think it might be Joe Mason.
2: Both solid guesses. If anyone can quickly answer in the comments section before I reveal the answer, you've got five seconds. The correct answer of the guest to play around on this week's Frankas Quiz is Tommy Rowe. Oh,
1: oh that one was close.
2: Both, they both had similar builds. I mean, um, Richard Stearman. I think you may have seen like the. I was going to say you can see the number, but I did hide the number, Rich.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tommy was, Rowe, throwing
2: off the, Yeah. Left wing back attempted midfield that never really hit the the heights at, at wolves this one's a bit of a sudden death question it's pretty much you you answer first rich kim second and third fourth until one of you gets it wrong eight years ago today wolves beat Leighton orient 3-1 to seal God. the league one championship title
0: name our squad that day okay so if i'm up first i'll go for Carla Kimi. Carla Keamy. We gotta is
2: do it in order. One. No, just until one of you is wrong. So Rich is first correct with Carla Kimi. Uh
1: Danny Bath.
0: Danny Bath is correct. I will go for Michael Jacobs.
2: Michael Jacobs is correct.
1: I shall go James Henry.
2: James Henry was one of our three goal scorers that day. Um, Sacco. Bakery Sacco scored our second goal that day, correct?
1: I'll go Dicko?
0: Newer Dicko is correct. So I'm literally just pinning out the formation now. Um Kevin McDonald. Kevin
2: McDonald picked up a yellow card that day. Was in the starting eleven.
1: Dave Edwards.
2: Dangerous Dave is
0: correct. Crikey, we're running out now, aren't we? Um, So we said one centre half. Now I'll go for Richard Steeman.
2: Richard Steeman scored our first goal that day.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, in
2: lad. Bullet Edda.
1: Um I shall go Matt Doherty
2: Matt Doherty was an unused sub that day. So Sam Ricketts. Sam Ricketts captain, I believe, on the day. Correct.
1: That was going to be my next one. Fuming. Uh, Ooh, Scott Goldborn. Goldborn.
2: Scott Goldborn is correct. I believe there's just one more starting lineup player left now.
0: Have we said Jack Price.
2: Jack Price was the last starting lineup member.
0: Oh my God! I'm <laughs> struggling now um so we're on to subs now aren't we correct lee
1: griffiths
0: kim unfortunately
2: you've lost the quiz lee griffiths was gone in the january i believe of that season that's why we we replaced him with newer Dicko, didn't we and you could have had leon clark lee evans (laughs) Liam McAlinden, Ethan Ebanks Landell, and our sub goalie that day, Aaron McCarey. There we go. There we go. Uh we did have one question from friend of the fancast. Todd, if the rumours of a preseason in the US are true, who from the fan cast will be making the trip over? Definitely you, Kim.
0: Depending on where it
2: is, if I win the lottery, you need to see if Gerald can pull some strings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. But
2: what, one week at Orlando, were uh, was it Disney Orlando? Where is
1: it? We we are, it hasn't been announced exactly. Where no. is it? It's not
2: been announced yet. I, I was told that the FC series that was being band about on Twitter the other day were not involved in that particular tournament. Um. I would love to go to America if the possibility, if there's a possibility. But I'd also love to go to Benidorm for Wolves. So I'll I'll see where I can go and if it's available, I'll try and make the trip.
1: I don't think that they'll announce it We'll day until we know what we're doing
2: Europe-wise.
1: Because won't Mm. we have qualifiers around then if we did make it? And I know it's a big if, but.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to remember pre COVID when they used to get announced, like when we um when that
1: it it's a couple of weeks before the season starts, isn't it the qualifiers?
0: Yeah.
2: They've, they've probably got things penciled in have now that them just like you yeah. just said, them reluctant to, to pull the trigger until they know where we're gonna be in the summer and how long our actual pre season holiday is. Just have one more look at the running before Sunday's game away to Burnley, Manchester United and and West Ham. Have to be the two teams that we're looking to catch. Tell I think Tottenham, it's between Tottenham and Arsenal, isn't it, for the fourth place? And they've they've got to play each other, third from last mm. game of the season, um, away at Tottenham. But Man United they seem to be in dire straits at the moment, don't the Rich?
0: Yeah, I think um, the the performance against Liverpool was just it, it was embarrassing, just because it sort of highlighted the you know the gap between the two of them and. Yeah, they've announced um, the new manager today. We're starting him the summer, but uh, just so many of those players just aren't fit for purpose and stuff like that. So it, it's going to be a real mentality thing for those Man United players in terms of actually how much they genuinely want it because, you know, they, they should be getting at least what, again, similar to us, definitely nine points. And then they want to try and get a win out of at least Arsenal and Chelsea as well. Um but you just don't see it happening. Um West Ham's got a trickier run in the night, and I'm, you know, anticipated. It's all right me saying that, you know, we've got Chelsea, City and Liverpool still to come up. They've got two Europa League ties, Chelsea, Arsenal and Man City to navigate that. Do
1: you know what's funny? They've got pretty similar to us, haven't yeah, they, yeah, Games. Yeah, in terms got... of they've got Brighton, They've got Norwich, we've um, and Man City and Chelsea, and we've got those as well. So they've got the same running as us, plus the Europa League games, which I'm guessing they'll, if they win the Europa League, obviously they're in the Champions League. So why wouldn't they obviously prioritise that competition? So
2: yeah, it's, I, it's did, I, did, I did. I did force those two Europa League fixtures into that running for West Ham because I know um, obviously we did it quite regular. A couple of scenes ago but frankfurt away on the thursday night and then norwich away on the sunday
0: that norwich fixture is not ideal for them no it's it's screen it's got banana skin like written all over it hasn't it
2: chelsea lost at home to arsenal last night so chelsea are going to be itching to get three points uh this sunday at home to west Ham. man united um away to arsenal arsenal really need the points to to keep in line with Tottenham, who you'd expect to get at least a draw at Brentford. But, I mean, that's, that's another tough fixture in this business end of the, the season um, running that we're in. But Burnley away on Sunday, big game for Wolves. So big.
0: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, all we can kind of do as Wolves fans or as as, as a club anyway is, you know, we, we can't do anything about West Ham's games. Um, or Man United, we just need to focus on making sure we get as many points as possible out of these remaining six fixtures and yeah, I said whether nine points will be enough or if somehow we can get 12 points and you know even if we lose to Burnley and then somehow beat Brighton, Chelsea, Norwich and Liverpool I, I'd take that all day um, but it, it, it's going to be a question on totals at the moment. And if, it's going to be interesting You say, so if you've got Spurs and Arsenal still got to play each other. Arsenal and Man have still got to play each other as well. So there's a couple of head-to-heads that might drag people in one way or another as well. I think we, we all mentioned it before the show that the
2: last two weeks have been massively deflating and it was hard to get ourselves up for tonight's episode, but seeing those fixtures, the belief is still there, isn't it, guys? Yeah, do you
1: know what? That's... This is this doing the show has made me absolutely unbricking it now. Sunday, I was kind of just like, Yeah, we're gonna lose whatever sort of thing, and now you guys have just got me like, I feel a bit stressed about it. I'm sure it'll be fine once I get on the train, have TBS sound, but right now, I feel a bit stressed.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Like, I said, like, we. We've kind of got nothing to lose in this race because we're already in the position we're in, aren't we?
1: No, but it's the hope that kills you. I'll be good <laughs> if you don't make it now. I,
0: I've, I think if we go back to the start of the season and go, you know what, we finished and say, would you take an eighth place finish? Yeah. And yeah, there's going to be trials and tribulations along the way. And every team's going to have their ifs and buts. Like, I bet West Ham, despite, you know, being in the semi-final of the... European competition will still feel that they could be competing for fourth place. and you know, I reckon I could probably find us, you know the nine eight, nine points that we'd need as well um at this stage of the season, but yeah, I, I don't know. um I'm, I'm 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 optimistic still at the moment. this this podcast has helped me kind of get up for it. I reckon by twelve o'clock, two o'clock on Sunday, I'll be in Kim's position n- n- now. Um, and then, and let's be honest, campaign. any team can be
1: any team. We're looking at these run-ins, but who knows? Like, we could lose to Norwich. Man United could lose to Brentford at home. You like, it just depends. It depends how each team handles the pressure. I guess I'm not sure. Although fixtures do play a part, I think it's who can. Hold their nerve, and obviously we're in a position where we're chasing, so we can't afford to to slip up.
2: Well, I still if feel like in that mindset; we've got less to lose than these teams above us, yeah. specifically Man United. Yeah, I, I, me personally, if I was a Man United fan, I'd let's just let's just finish out of Europe this season. I don't know how much of a financial damage that would cause a club that man that of the size of Man United don't finish in europe this season make sure eric Tenog finishes in in the in the top four next season otherwise he's he's not doing a good enough job do um, you think
1: though that they want to get in the europa league they said previous
2: seasons they're not interested in this training. is what i mean do they don't they don't need it do they i, I, I think it's mm. more it's more of a a detriment to them over a 38 like thirty-eight league game season. I think if you can get Eric Tenag to to start building a side which has got no sort of European distractions and can just focus on getting as high as they can in the Premier League next season, I still think, and I'm telling you now, guys, this is where I'm injecting all this hope that I've got instilled in me. Four o'clock on Sunday, we're going to be on the same points as West Ham. We're going to be two points behind Man United with a game in hand. And Drink I, th- it
1: I, think I think you're going to be right.
2: Drink, there we
1: go. Positiveness.
2: Drink it in. We're going on another European tour, guys. And on that note, on that note, it's good night for me, Rich and Kim. We'll be back on Sunday night, maybe, slash maybe Monday, pending on the results and availability of the fellow fancasters. Thanks again for everyone that's tuned in. Continue to support the Wolves Fancaster part of the 90min.com network. Adios.
1: <laughs> it would be a Wolves
2: fan, eh?